Let's get it. Welcome to the Hampton Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Jack Hampton. This is my co-host, Cooper Neal. What's up? What's up, Coop? How you doing, my guy? As always, surviving and thriving. How are you? I'm good, man. On another live show, we have so much to get into today, including Luca and Kyrie's first game ever together out on the West Coast. We'll let you know how it finished. We're also going to touch on a Warriors trade that almost fell through. But at the last second, the NBA did approve it. But first... Obviously, coming off Super Bowl Sunday, the NFL champion has been crowned for the second time in four years. It is the Kansas City Chiefs. Coop, you and I watched this one together at a Super Bowl party last night. Give me your biggest takeaway from this game while I get chat up on screen. Biggest takeaway is we got the best game we could have gotten. Absolutely. That's my first opinion. Second opinion, uh, the Eagles made an incredible offseason trade by getting A.J. Brown. And their core, nucleus, whatever you want to call it, is going to take them very far. They're going to be contenders for the foreseeable future. I can um, see this matchup again. Oh, 1,000%. And I think it goes back to the day that Jalen Hurts got drafted when people were like, what are y'all doing? Yeah. You just drafted this dude in the second round. This dude's not a quarterback. Like, all the negativity that went around this team, just the way that they, they – in my honest opinion, they honestly played better than Kansas City. Yes. Kansas City just had an incredible second half, and you can't deny that. But overall, I thought for 60 minutes – the Philadelphia Eagles had this one. Um, and obviously, turn the page. Patrick Mahomes is still Patrick Mahomes. Let's not forget it. Travis mm-hmm. Kelsey is Travis Kelsey. Let's not forget it. Nick Bolton jumped onto the screen, and I think he put himself as to one of today's best young linebackers. And I'll say it. I think I Nick Bolton, it. he was always around the ball. He made sure tackles. He changed the game on a forced fumble uh, return for a touchdown. Yeah. Nick Bolton was everywhere. I, I just want to say this to start off with. Uh, as far as the game itself, Chiefs-Eagles, you and I were frothing at the mouth at this yes. matchup the entire week. And my God, it lived up to every aspect yes. of it. It may have been the best game of the playoffs. And I just, uh, both teams, and Andy Reid said it. I mean, obviously he's in the winning position. He's going to say, you know, I really feel like the Eagles shouldn't hang their heads. Like no team lost tonight, which obviously the Eagles Absolutely. did lose. But it's a good way to have it, man, because Eagles fans, I did see them on the streets of Philadelphia keeping Jabari Smith up late at night, which was hilarious. But <laughs> Philly fans weren't happy, but they do have something to be happy about in the future, bro. 1,000%. And you won in a division this year that was probably the most competitive yes. in the NFC East. And you made it through that and you made it through those playoffs, which playoffs are always – it's a it's a gamble. I mean, yeah. at the end of the day, it's a toss-up every time you get in there because you never know how it's going to play out. And they, they did everything right. Yeah, I mean, you cannot did. be upset about this game. Like, yes, you lost, but you lost to arguably the guy that's going to be – Considered the greatest quarterback of all time when all said and done. We're gonna we're gonna talk about that and dissect if it can Legacy, be done for two. Yeah. B- before we uh, go farther deep into this game, let's go to chat. Shout out them real quick. Preston Asher Benjamin uh, Hammond Bills Mafia Arkansas Redneck. It's Morant Pride as always. So good to see you in chat. Y'all be sure to drop how you felt about last night's Super Bowl, and we're gonna give you everything you need to know about it. Let's start on the Kansas City Chiefs side of things, man. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes winning his second. Super Bowl MVP. He's now in five years starting. He's been to five AFC championships, four, three Super Bowls, yep. and one, two of them. That MVP was one in the fourth quarter, dog. I mean, you and I looked at each other 24-14 at halftime, and you said, I'm not worried. They were down by 10 in the last Super Bowl they won, and I shook my head. I said, you're absolutely right. He had four second-half scoring drives yeah. and one half alone, four second-half scoring drives, two ending in touchdowns with Pacheco and Sky Moore, the two rookies. Um, also, that 26-yard run in the oh. fourth quarter was just on that bum ankle. It just was the epitome of everything that he has in the stretch. And the thing was, you thought his yardage throwing-wise would be all over the place. He's Super Bowl MVP. Let me just say, that was the lowest passing yard total of his postseason <laughs> career. Really? Less than 200 yards with wow. Patrick Mahomes. And still just watching the game, you felt like he had taken over that game because he did. Oh, yeah. I just wanted to show Patty Mahomes some love. No, I mean, let's just... 21 of 27. That's insanity. Yeah. I mean, you six incompletions total, 182 yards, three touchdowns. Yes, 182 yards is not much to write home about, but yes. three touchdowns, no interceptions. That's something you write home about. Mm. 44 yards on the ground. Like you said, he was healthier going in that game, but we saw in early in the game, he got rolled up on that ankle. And I mean, he 
was grimacing to get to the sideline. Absolutely. And you were sitting there, and, and I mean, even Jimmy Johnson said, I thought it was over, yeah. bro. After that moment, he got better. Yeah. He literally got better after his ankle got hurt. I mean, it was one of those things that Jimmy Johnson at halftime, when you hear a guy that's, a, in my opinion, a Hall of Fame coach for oh, a reason. Oh, for sure. He literally said, you better hope Patrick Mahomes can stand up straight because he's, he was like, he can't be the typical Patrick Mahomes running around on that ankle. He's going to have to find a way to be a pocket passer, which is not his game. Yeah. Uh, let me tell you right now, he found a way to be a pocket passer. Matter. No, it Does didn't matter. matter. Their he, run game helped a lot, though. I do His run that. game helped a lot, and that – I want to move to this because this had a lot to do with mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes' success. Eagles finished with zero sacks. I'm going to say yep. that again. The Eagles finished finish with zero sacks. The the defensive line that everybody was riding home about, Hassan Reddick, Josh Sweat, Fletcher Cox, they did not touch Patrick Mahomes in this one. The Chiefs offensive line got no respect, and they should after this game because they left the field with only one tackle for loss as well. Oh, yeah. Dude, Creed Humphrey, I remember like calling him out, and obviously for, for those of you all that aren't diehard NFL fans, you all might not know sinners like I do. But yeah. <laughs> Creed Humphrey – Against Fletcher Cox. My mm. word. Pancaking people. And then uh, they obviously made a big-time trade of either this past offseason or another offseason with the Ravens to get Orlando Brown. Sure tackle yes. to protect uh, Trey Patrick Smith. Trey Smith has been great. Pick, yeah. Yes. Out of Tennessee. Your, your Tennessee Vols yeah. <laughs> uh, from Jackson, uh, Tennessee, just yeah. up the road. Uh, yeah. Their offensive line deserved a lot more respect than they were getting coming in this game. And then to, to go out and have no sacks. Mm-hmm. Against a defensive line that has Fletcher Cox, Jordan Davis, Ndamukong Sue, Javon Hargrave, Hassan Reddick, and Josh Sweat on the other side. That's yes. insanity. Yes. And a quarterback that cannot move like he can normally move yeah. in a pocket. pocket. Insanity. Yeah. Insanity. Hey, so shout out to the Chiefs offensive line. He had a lot to do they had a lot to do with um their success. Let's go to the skill positions. Let's, you know, get off these these line positions. The boring. Yes. Y'all don't want to hear about offensive yeah, we, linemen. We had a we had a, let's get into the fun stuff. The stars delivered, bro. Oh. The stars delivered on both sides. Kelsey halted in uh six catches for eighty one yards. Devontae Smith, AJ Brown, and Dallas Goddard all averaged ten yards per catch. Devontae led all players with 100 receiving yards and tied Juju's for the most reception receptions in the game. What was your uh, reaction to watching these skill guys run all over the place? I'm not even going to lie to you. We're, obviously, we're talking about skill positions, but some of the passes that Jalen Hurts was completing to some of these guys. Oh, we'll get to him. Dude. We'll get to all how right, magnificent so I'll, I'll, he's I'll been. I'll save yes. that. But yes. A.J. Brown, I'm, I'm going to hit on my boy first because mm-hmm. obviously I was wearing a A.J. Brown jersey. I won't tell you all which team it was on because I, I'm not here to hate on Jack's team today. Um, he had a Titans jersey on because he's a Titans fan. That's all right. Go uh, ahead. Not Titans trade away their best player, and they're and that dude was making plays. That touchdown catch, my word. Yeah, well, like it, to the Trent McDuffie had the position. Yes, he did. He just lost the ball, and AJ Brown just makes a miraculous catch. Mm-hmm. I mean, AJ Brown, say what you will, but he he deserved the. And he had been he quiet up to that point. Oh, yeah. too, and then he just took the top Burst off. Yeah, I mean. Devontae Smith is everything they could have wanted out of a first-round pick and more. Yeah. Um, you're welcome. Dallas gave you that pick. Just saying. Mm-hmm. Um, but on the on the flip side, Travis Kelsey's Travis Kelsey. I mean, that one catch he had where Mahomes is literally getting eaten. Mm-hmm. And he throws the ball and Travis Kelsey. Shoestring, yeah. I was like, what in the world are we watching? I oh. mean, he's incredible. Juju Smith-Schuster played an incredible game. Yes, I did want to mention him. I felt like he was always there, whether they were needing a first down and he was just right there at the sticks to get the first down or whether it was just they needed some movement. I felt like he was always that guy. But I, I was definitely impressed with the position groups that we got to see. Absolutely. Just a few more stats. Uh, Brown and Goddard had six catches each. Brown recorded 96 yards and a touchdown while Goddard had 60 yards. The quarterback – course Jalen Hurts who we'll get to in a minute 304 passing on 27 completions Smith Brown and Goddard all had more receiving yards in Kansas City's second best pass catcher which is insane let's oh, get yeah. let's get to Jalen Hurts man there was questions about this guy if he's going to be a franchise quarterback coming into the season yeah, you can I think after this Super Bowl performance he is because just uh looking at the box here it was pretty insane oh pretty jarring yeah, as I said 304 yards and one touchdown through the air, but rushing, 15 rushes, 70 yards, almost five yards a carry, and three, three touchdowns. touchdowns. So four yeah. total tutties for Jalen Hurts. This might be one of those games where, uh, yes, he, you lost, but you're 1,000% the MVP of this game. Yes. The only mistake he made was that fumble. And Were you the one at the Super Bowl party that said it'd be the first one like losing to I was like, he deserves this MVP because yeah. mm-hmm. you just said the stats. I meant 370 yards of offense, four touchdowns. Mm-hmm. 
you willed your team. You, like, you willed this. You wanted this. Um, and at the end of the day, I hate seeing him lose like that. Cause, but I just want to say something about Jalen Hurts that I think people overlook. That man is the same. Like, And by that, I mean. Doesn't matter. Cool, calm, and collected. He just lost a game, but he says, look, we're coming back. He yeah. goes, you either learn from your losses or you don't move on. He's one of the easiest post-game interviews to watch because yes. his intellect is amazing, too. Yeah. I learn something every time I watch him at the podium. I just love his demeanor. Yeah. At the end of the day, say what you will about his, his arm, whether it's inaccurate, he can't do this, that, or the other. Say what you will about all that. At the end of the day, if my quarterback's the most humble one on the team, my quarterback's always the first one to say, hey, guys, I know we lost, but let's keep our heads up. Let's move on. Let's get to work. That's the guy I want leading yeah, my team. I and I think they have that in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, let's let's switch back to the Kansas City Chiefs for a minute. Their rookies showed out. Yep, and they made out. they made some history too. Pacheco and Sky Moore. Uh, they Pacheco scored that rushing touchdown in the third quarter. Sky Moore caught a four yard go ahead touchdown. As we all know, is wide ass open. Sky Moore yeah. just walked into the end zone, and that was his only catch of the day. Oh, only Memphis was good, bro. Only Memphis is in chat. He dropped a super. Thank you so much, only Memphis. You're a real one for real. I need to tap into Chris's show today. Did you watch Chris Vernon's show today? I have not. I have not. I'm I know sorry. only Memphis was there for sure. He's our guy. Thank I'll have you, to man. Let's go check it out. Very much appreciated, bro. Very much appreciated. Uh, but anyways, back to Pacheco and Sky Moore. Uh, they are the first pair of rookies to score touchdowns on the same team in the Super Bowl since the 1985 Bears. Wow. First rookies. To score a touchdown wow. apiece since the 1985 Bears. So shout out That's to Pacheco impressive. and Sky Moore, man. That is impressive. And they also showed that the, the Chiefs did not miss Tyreek Hill in this game. They didn't miss Tyreek Hill in this game Dang. one bit, and two rookies are the reason why. Did you see that punt return by Kendarius Tony? Yes. Can please tell me about it. Um, he so, caught that. He caught it at the 30, finish at the five. Yeah. Um. So obviously we were watching this game with one of our dear friends, Alex Green, who's a massive, massive Chiefs fan. He grew up in uh, Columbia, Missouri, um, and he said it. He said it best. He go when that punt return happened. He goes, "Who needs Tyree Kill?" <laughs> he goes, "I've never said this all year because this man. You'll never find someone who loves Tyree Kill more than Alex Green." But he even said, "We don't need him." And at the end of the day, I'd agree. I yes, Sky Moore only had one catch for a touchdown. Yes, Kendarius Tony only had one catch for a touchdown. But that punt return by Kendarius Tony was massive. Yes, the run game has looked, in my opinion. The best that I've ever seen the Chiefs run game. Yes. At the end of the day, we all remember a few years ago where they draft Clyde Edwards-Alaire because they're like, we need a run game. Yeah, Pacheco, 15 rushes, 76 yards, yards, five yards a carry. Yeah, and he runs hard. As hell. I swear, like, he just looks like a bull out of a china cabinet every time he just, like, goes in that line. Like, when he goes in that line of scrimmage, he's not the one getting popped. He will pop you. Exactly. Granted, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson broke a few ribs on that <laughs> one play, but he was stood up. So, But I, I love the way Pacheco runs. I think Sky Moore is – he's twitchy fast, and I think in the NFL that plays really solid to slot wide receiver strengths. Game breaker. Yes. He, he's got a little bit of Deshaun Jackson in him, man. And I would say the same about Kadarius Tony. I remember yeah. watching Kadarius Tony at Florida, especially against my Ole Miss Rebels. That's the game I watched – everything and that man was double teamed and still found ways out of things the question with him is being slow to return from injuries he takes his time there that's why the Giants treated him so fast he landed at a perfect spot for the Chiefs man absolutely uh, I just think it was a great spot for both of them I was gonna say one more thing about Pacheco oh did you see him after the game so you know how low Uzi's from Philly right he was hitting uh, Uzi's dance in the locker room on Instagram live was that what okay I was confused I saw it on Instagram and I saw Chiefs so disrespectful with this I'm like yeah, exactly. I, they look yeah. like they're just dancing. I'm nah, like, I'd he be had, happy too. He had Uzi shit, and because he was from Philly, which is hilarious. But yeah, but shout out Pacheco and Sky Moore. They really showed up. I will shout out my boy Willie Gay though, because I was showing him so much love uh, in the Super Bowl party, and Cooper was like cussing me out for no reason about. <laughs> he, he was getting so angry how much I was shouting out Willie Gay because. Uh, those of you who don't know, I went to Mississippi State. Willie Gay went to Mississippi State, so I was just happy to see my boy out there. Second in tackles behind your boy Nick Bolton, eight tackles, yeah. Nick six Bolton's solos. A- you want to you want to read how many uh, tackle for losses Willie Gay had? He led the team, by the way. He had two. That's yeah. cute. Yeah, he did have two. It's cute. It's a starting linebacker in a Super Bowl, bro. Yeah, and he won a Super Bowl ring. I'm not. You were hating that. last night. No, I just don't like it. I just don't like lights the guy. turn on, microphone gets in front. You're getting shy. I'm get not it. getting shy. Okay. I just don't like that dude because he got Ole Miss sanctions. Oh, okay. Now we get to the – But Nick Bolton, hey, 
I love Madden, so this y'all this is about to be a Madden reference. Nick Bolton's about to have a superstar <laughs> after the game he just played. Like Madden's about to go in and change that man's ratings. Bro, I know you're getting him on your franchise oh, team. Oh, one thousand percent, because he's so fast. And I, yeah. Every time you looked up, you're like, "Who's making that tackle?" Nick yeah. Bolton. Who's wow. making that tackle? Nick Bolton. I yes. was like, "That man is flying right now." Yeah. Second round pick. Shout out to. This just shows you Kansas City did an incredible job with their recent draft classes. Trey Smith, as you already mentioned, was a six round guy. Creed Humphrey, best center. In that draft, and he's getting up there in probably top five in the NFL already. Yeah. They drafted him. Isaiah Pacheco, late-round draft pick. Sky Moore was like a third- or fourth-round draft pick. They're, they killed the draft. Willie Gay, I'm pretty sure, was like a fourth-fifth-round yes. pick. So, yeah. like, they're killing it right now. Willie Gay was a problem child in college. Like, oh, he yeah. got suspended multiple games. That's why I was just happy to see. Yeah. I never thought he'd be starting in the Super Bowl. No, shout-out to him. him. Yeah, shout-out to him. Uh, one more thing on Travis Kelsey. That touchdown reception he had moved him past Gronk with his 16th playoff receiving touchdown. He's now second all-time in postseason touchdowns, trailing only Jerry Rice. Wow. He does have to have six of them to tie. Oh, yeah, I was about to say, he probably needs a little. I'm curious now that you said that because you remember in the conference championship game, they showed that stat about Patrick Mahomes already being number two in conference championship game touchdowns. Yes. I'm curious to see where he already is. I mean, three touchdowns in a Super Bowl. Yeah. Let's be honest, Peyton Manning – or not Peyton Manning, uh, Tom Brady – I don't know how many passing touchdowns he has, but I'm assuming he's number one of those. So I'm curious to see where Patrick Mahomes is for Super Bowls. Check on that because I do want to talk about this GOAT debate so that okay. has been in the news cycle a lot today. I do want to talk about that. I'm going to run down while you're looking up Patty Mahomes stuff. Uh, it's just these team versus team stats. It's really surprising. Time of possession is something I talked about mm-hmm. as we were watching the game last night. Eagles won this 35 minutes to 24 minutes. And it felt like I've never – like. Chiefs barely had the ball, and they still put up 38 points. That was the insane part of this game. Eagles ran away with time of possession. They also ran away with total yards, passing yards, first downs, and total plays. Eagles won all of those categories. I'm going to say it again. Total yards, passing yards, first downs, and total plays. Still lost the game. That's just how great uh, this Chiefs offense was. They're incredibly efficient. That special teams, as you said, uh, the Kadarius-Tony thing was huge, bro. Absolutely, and I can't find like just overall – Mm-hmm. I just find Steve Young. Steve Young has the most in a Super Bowl with six, but Patrick Mahomes already has five, so now I'm just going to look for Tom Brady, I guess. Yeah, go ahead and look. I'm gonna, I heard somebody on ESPN today, they were saying the thing that Patrick Mahomes didn't have early in his career is the defense that Tom Brady had in New England. Because if we're being serious, like the people who watch uh, football like back in the early 2000s, they saw that these Patriot defenses – were the reason that the Patriots were Super Bowl champions. And there's nothing wrong with that. Tom Brady was a great game manager early in his career before he became a superstar and the all-time GOAT. But that's the thing Mahomes hasn't had. He may not get seven Super Bowls like Tom, but if he gets four or five, me personally, I'm ready to call him the GOAT. Do you think he needs to catch up to Brady to uh, make that happen? I'm going to be honest with you. This man has been a starter for five years. Yes. He's been to five conference championships. Yeah. He's been to... Three Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. That's insanity. Like, say what you will. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say yet that he is because at the end of the day, Tom Brady has the the rings to show yeah. for it. There will be a day when we look up and I think Patrick Mahomes will break how many uh, Super Bowl rings Tom Brady has. You think he wins more than seven? Yes. If not more, he will tie that. Wow. I do. I do fully. You can't deny the fact that you've already been. You're five years as a starter. You've been in the conference championship every I, year. I, I get that. I what concerned me before this Super Bowl last night is that five hundred million dollar contract. I didn't think the Chiefs could build around him properly to win four or five more. But after last night, they can draft. Yeah, like I'm not worried about them not getting pieces because I believe that. You can go get guys on the vet men. You can get guys in the draft. You're not paying Pacheco and Sky Moore shit, and they are they and score. They're, for yeah, they're a late round draft pick. Same with Kadarius Tony. So yeah, they know how to draft. Their personnel is amazing, and the shit that this game came down to is what you and I talked about all week. We said one to fifty three. Eagles were obviously the better team. Yep. But you look at the head coach. Andy yep. Reid. You look at the quarterback, Patrick Mahomes. Even though Jalen Hurts outplayed Mahomes, yeah. At the end of the day, Mahomes and Andy Reid's gonna win. Yeah, no. And at the end of the day, I think Andy Reid's gonna go down as one of the best coaches ever, just because of how innovative he's been. The tree that comes down from all the coaches that he's coached, yes. and that they're all going to do big things. I mean, it's just insane. But back on the Tom Brady Super Bowl, he's been in nine Super Bowls. He has twenty-one passing touchdowns in those. So. 
Patrick Mahomes with five has got a little ground to make up he's in got, Super Bowls. Because the past past two, he hadn't really played well. I mean, he didn't play well last night, yeah. but he's done enough to win in both of them. Oh, I absolutely. Think. Yeah, for sure. Uh, let's talk about the Andy Reid thing real quickly. I know this one had to be sweet for him, man. He coached at Philly for so long, and the narrative around him, people don't understand that the narrative around him for years and years is he's a great regular season coach, yep. but he could not uh, get to the top of the mountain. He did it against the 49ers back in 2019, and – People said it was a flash in the pan. Now he's done oh. it twice. This puts him in all new company, oh. and it was against his former team. I have a feeling he wanted this one more than any of them. I think so, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the end of the day, this one's even more bittersweet. And obviously, Andy Reid's not the type of guy that'll be out there saying that. But yeah. this one had to be yeah. something special. Obviously, the first one's going to be incredibly special because just the man's been coaching since 1999. Absolutely, so like, yeah. Getting your first one, that's just that's massive. And But mm-hmm. I think getting one against the team that you try to do it with – for your first career or first part of your career, I think that yes. that's that's like icing on the cake already. For sure. To a great illustrious Hall of Fame coaching career, might I yeah. add. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes, they flew straight to Orlando. Like he I was to watching Disney? yes. Like he's been in Disneyland or Disney <laughs> is it Disneyland? Disney, or? I think they go to World. I think yeah, Disney World's in Orlando. Yeah. I don't know if they go to Land or World. I, I think it's Disneyland. So they're going to Cali then. Yeah, they're going to Cali. Uh, they that makes sense. If Whichever to, one, yeah. Phoenix to Los Angeles yeah. makes a little bit more sense than yeah. Phoenix to Orlando. Well, I think it's. I don't even know where the hell land is. It may be in L.A. I don't know. Chat, help us yeah. out here. We're lost. Disneyland's in. Uh, he's LA. at one of the Disney's. Anyways, he's been there all day, and he was on five o'clock uh, Sports Center. He Let's literally see. looks like he hasn't slept one bit. Oh, I I wouldn't either. You just want a Super Bowl. Dead ass. Yeah, it's crazy. But um, I do need to make an announcement. We are until we um have. The great announcement that, you know, new partnership with a new media company. I think that's still probably a couple weeks away. But I think we are going to move for the interim. Cooper has a new job. He's loving every second of it. Just the schedule's a little bit different. I don't want him rushing to get here after work. We're going to move uh, our lives, Hampton Sports and Grizz Talk, to 6.30 instead of 5.30 Central Time. 6.30 Central Time. Monday and Thursday will be Hampton Sports Podcast, which is what you're watching right now. And then Wednesday, Grizzlies fans will be Grizz Talk, 6.30 Central for all of those until further announcements. Sorry for all the time changes and everything. It's nobody's fault. It's life. Yeah. He's also in Disneyland, by the way, in L.A. Uh, that's what I thought. <laughs> he said, I wanted to cross them both off my list. And since we're close, we're going to Disneyland. That's what he literally said in the post-game interview. Shit. <laughs> I love it, dude. How about uh, Travis Kelsey screaming in the mic last night? I loved it. You got to fight for well, your right, right to pop. And then he goes, all those people, nobody picked us. He was right, bro. At the beginning of the season, because sometimes you have players, like, you know, nobody believed us. You're like, dude, full of shit. Like, yeah, it's not talking. You. But no, yes. the, nobody picked the Chiefs once Tyreek Hill. They ruled him out. They didn't even pick him in the AFC West. People were talking about the Raiders, the Broncos even, like the Chargers. It was just crazy. That division was up for grabs. They ran away with the division. and Shout out to the people who made a bet on the Broncos at the beginning of the year. Yeah. Yikes. But, uh. Did you even our Memphis Grizzlies pick the Chiefs or the Eagles over the Chiefs? Did you see that video? Oh, they yeah. were all walking onto the plane to go to Boston or either go to Boston go or to come Boston. home. Uh, and I think nine players picked the Eagles, five picked yeah. the Chiefs. But you know who picked the Chiefs? John Morant and Jaron Jackson Jr. Uh, so at the end of the day, the two John, best players on the team picked the right team. Oh yeah, John. John knew it was coming, bro. I can't wait to. You you want to talk about some NBA? You want to get actually? I want to talk about this Sean Payton thing. Okay. Because last uh. week Sean Payton was asked, new Denver Broncos head coach, about Russell Wilson. Because apparently last year I didn't know this. Russell Wilson had a personal Coaches. coach yeah. that had access to all the facilities. He was not a part of uh, the coaching staff at all in Denver, but he still had access and could go around the facility as he yeah. wished. Sean Payton said that was not going to take place this year, and that that only staff would have access to the facility. Do you make anything of this? Uh, with Sean Payton and Russell Wilson getting started here early. So, first off, I'll say on the Sean Payton side, uh, everyone that was around Sean Payton said, at the end of the day, Sean Payton wants control. That's yeah. what he wants. That's uh, He just wants to have – he wants to be able to say that my handprint's on this. So, I already That's, knew going in that he was going to have something to do about all this. That makes sense. He worked so hard to get to that yeah. position, bro, and he's succeeded at the highest level. Exactly. And I think – he saw he got to watch right. this Broncos team all year. He knows what he's going into. This team was bad. Like in every level bad. And I think he's going in and he says, "Look, your way did not work. Mm-hmm. I, you're not getting coaches. Absolutely. You're not getting people like this to pamper you. At the end of the day, you're going to play my way and if you're not going to do that, you're not going to be here much longer." Yeah. And let's be honest, Russell Wilson after last year made me question if that man just wants to retire from football because he was that bad. Yeah. Like Sean Payton's going to go in there and he's going to do it his way and you better 
be able to adapt. And so I think that was more – I think that was a wake-up call for Russ. That's what Sean Russ Payton. needs right now because yeah. you had all these players coming out of the bushes last year, and nobody even knew. Like, I was – I don't know about you, bro. I was indifferent about Russell Wilson until last year. Everybody, old teammates, old coaches came him. out of the woodworks and his bitch about him, how you couldn't even get involved yeah. or get in touch with him without – contacting his, his man yeah, yeah his agent or his manager or whatever it was wild. just it was just crazy for sure wild i just he always seems i don't know like every interview the reason i was indifferent on him is cuz every interview he just seemed like a fine dude he was a little weird but he just seemed fine but to hear all that i'm sitting there i'm like yeah you really have a i don't necessarily want to call a guy two faced but you just really have a different set of agendas going on when you're in media versus I guess how you're in the locker room. Yeah, it's 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 it was really bizarre. And the whole thing about it is the whole like didn't he like do yoga or some shit on a plane? I don't, he I remember the plight their flight like over to London. He like all his teammates were making fun of him because he was doing something I don't know. I don't know what he's he was an doing. odd cat. I'll say yeah, that he's he's definitely uh an odd cat. I'm gonna pull up the last twenty years Super Bowl matchups because I just want to go through because this was I know recency bias, you can be like, you know, this is an all-timer, but I actually want to see if it is an all-timer uh, just to see uh, how these compare to the last 20 Super Bowl matchups. I'm pretty sure we had a few blowouts, but that, that Chiefs 49ers one I remember being really good. Um, yeah. Let's, last year's was good. Let's go to the last 20 years. All right, last year, L.A. Rams, Cincinnati, 23-20. I that see. one was good. It was good. But it, it was just more slugfest kind of. It wasn't necessarily like showy like this game was. Exactly. It was more slugfest. Chat, be sure to get involved in this. We're going to play this one or that one. This one being this Super Bowl was better or that Super Bowl was better. Okay. Um. So you said you said this one on the LA yeah, game, Cincinnati I, I, one. I'd probably go uh, – I'd probably take this Chiefs, but, uh, Chiefs-Eagles over that last one. But that one was a good Super Bowl. It was decent for sure. Obviously, Tampa Bay, Kansas City. This one. Yeah, this one. All right. Uh, New England – oh, Kansas City, San Francisco. Ten-point comeback in the fourth. Those probably are the top two from at least recent. Yeah, it recent. was still an eleven point game. I'm yeah. gonna say this one: New England, L.A. Rams, thirteen to three game. This no, one that was boring as all get out. That was the Jared Goff. Why are you in the Super Bowl? Facts. Yeah, all right, this bad. one or this like Nick Foles one, Philly forty one, New England thirty three. That's probably one of the best Super Bowls. Yeah, to ever I'm gonna happen. say that one. I'm that's gonna probably say, gonna be the best one. I'm gonna say that one for sure. And then the one before that, New England, Atlanta, the twenty-eight to three comeback collapse. I honestly, I'm not going to put that one above the Philly or this past one we watched yesterday, solely on the fact that I was so mad that the the Falcons blew that game. <laughs> <laughs> that was incredible for Patriots fans. They may have something to say about it. Denver, Carolina, Peyton Manning's final Super Bowl against Cam Newton. I remember Von Miller going off, but he Peyton did. Manning had a noodle arm. <laughs> yeah, it was twenty-four to ten. I'm going to say this one, uh, and we're going to do a couple more. Seattle, Denver, forty-three to eight. Obviously, yeah, that was a blowout. Yeah. Now the Baltimore, San Francisco. You remember the power went out at halftime or whatever. Um, it was the. Uh, well, that was the Harbaugh. Yeah, it was one, a Harbaugh right? one, yeah. and then also Ka- Colin Kaepernick was quarterback for the Niners. 30- Jacoby Jones had a game. I remember. Yeah, that. Yeah, thirty-four, thirty-one, Baltimore. Yeah. No, that I'm was a say good this one. one. I'd probably still say this one. That one's probably it'd probably go this one. The uh, Eagles top two, and then the Chiefs other one, and then probably. That one might come in. I remember that game. That one was fun. The, I just named off the last 10 years, and there's one I would take over that. Yeah, and it'd be the Eagles. Yeah, the so, Philly special. So, to be fair, this was an all-time. For the past yeah. decade, I think Yeah, at least for the past decade. It's not an overreaction completely. No. All right, good. I'm, I'm glad we're there. <laughs> all right, uh, let's go to chat. Your girlfriend, Leah Jackson's in here. Shout out, Leah. Oh. Shout out, Leah. See her. See her working really hard on... Uh, She's supposed to be studying? No, she's supposed to be making some phone calls for her job. Uh, Come on, Leah, (laughs) make some calls now. Full of sports, man. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. Asher Williams, good to see you in here. Thing one, Jake Hoops. I saw Tatum is King change his name. Good to see you. Baseball Boy 28, man. Really appreciate you. And as always, man, only Memphis, your real one for that. Uh, Super, really appreciate you in that Absolutely. You want to transition to the NBA? You got anything else to say about this incredible Super Bowl, dog? No. Let's transition some some b-ball. All right, I was thinking we uh, start off with the Lakers first game after making this D'Angelo Russell trade. I know this is your favorite team. Uh, you could not stop texting me about how enthralled you were with LeBron James breaking the all-time scoring record last week. So tell me how you felt about the Lakers going into Golden State in San Francisco Saturday night prime time on ABC. D'Angelo Russell played fantastic in his debut. Malik Beasley and Jared Vanderbilt. Lakers fans are really going to fall in love with those guys. Tell me how you felt watching it. Did you get it all out? Yeah. Uh, ask me how much of this game I watched. 
You watched, dude, you texted me in every quarter of it. No, I didn't. Yeah, okay. He's lying to y'all. I didn't watch this game at all. I don't care. Is this something or nothing? They're pl- to be fair, I don't think the Warriors are a decent team without Steph Curry. I'll, I'll just say that. Yes, okay. they beat us on Christmas Day, but I do not think this team's a good basketball team without Steph Curry. Okay. And I, I wasn't going to watch a game if LeBron was not playing. Like, I get I, it. I it Steph and LeBron were both out. I just watched the last few minutes. I wanted to see D'Lo in the new threads. Yeah, and he looked good. He did. He looked Passed good. Passed really well, shot really well. I mean, he did everything. He When I looked at halftime, he had like – he was halfway to a triple-double, at least. And just seeing these five-man lineups compared to what the Lakers used to have, I remember they ran out Dennis Schroeder, Russell Westbrook, and Patrick Beverly, all three at the same time a few weeks back. Now I'm looking at Rui Hachimura next to Jared Vanderbilt, next to Anthony Davis, Malik Beasley sitting outside, and D'Lo at the one. They like, have a basketball team now. Like, yeah, I, I don't real. even... Like, this is going to be the bench unit when LeBron oh, yeah. comes back. That's the scary part of it. Wait, why was Mo Bamba suspended by the league? I did not see Mo Bamba was suspended. I didn't think... I'm just looking at the box I Yeah, now. I didn't remember watching him in the game. Was he be suspended honest. because of that uh, fight that happened with Austin Rivers? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot Mo Bamba. Because he came up off the bench to fight Austin Rivers. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he didn't even Shout play out Mo that Bamba. game. Shout out Mo Bamba. Shout out Cole but, Anthony, too. Look, but yeah. You're sitting here. You're not having to play the Max Christie's of the world. You're no. not having to play, like you already mentioned... Patrick Beverly's of the world. I mean, this is just a basketball team now. I forgot to mention, bro, the title of this is the Eagles got robbed. Oh, the holding call? One final thing about the Super Bowl. Sorry, NBA guys. But, yeah, the holding call. I'm always a believer that it doesn't come down to one call. But I I get if you're an Eagles fan, you're like, listen, this is two of the best teams in football. It actually came down to one call. I will say James Bradbury did say after the game it was a holding. He was just hoping they weren't going to call it. There had only been one holding call in the entire game leading up to this. Did you see a big, big problem with this call? I'll say this. It was a holding call. Um, but at the end of the day, it was you've, been play, you've been playing. You've been letting them play all night. Yes. Like I don't really remember sitting there being like, man, we have a lot of penalties in this game. And I right. mean, I can look here. I don't know if it's on this. Uh, thing, but I don't remember there being a lot of penalties. His hands on the back, he grabs mm. him. You can see. I mean, mm. l- let's say Juju Smith-Schuster. I mean, nine total penalties. That's pretty yeah. decent for an NFL. Clean game, clean from game. both sides. I I never think a game gets unless it's the uh, Rams Saints game. Not one game comes down to the like a call because at the end of the day, the Bengals game. I know that that's a big talk because the Chiefs won on that. Dude, they got in field goal range already. It was just (laughs) they made it 15 yards closer for the kick. I mean, they were kicking a field goal regardless of Mm -hmm. that penalty. So, you can't blame it on that penalty. He he got the yards he needed. So, like, I I never want to say a game comes down to – one player or another or one call or it another, wasn't but. as egregious as you know the new orleans saints one yeah, i just don't pitiful. think it was that crazy i did see it in chat earlier i forget who it was but they were like damn as an nba fan i thought the nba refs were bad then i watched last night i get it there's a whole lot of frustration if you and i were eagles fans we'd be living oh, too be i'm not saying you shouldn't be mad but at the end of the day uh your d-line did not touch patrick mahomes and i think that was the key exactly i think there's a lot of things that you could point out that are like hey you could have won if you did this you could have won if you did that like don't let it come down to a call that's that's my famous statement is always hey don't let it come down to that exactly uh tony dungy said to all the people that are saying it shouldn't have been called that's like saying they shouldn't have called the chiefs d for being offsides on fourth and two penalties are penalties you gotta call them whenever they they're committed Exactly. So I, he said, even in the Super Bowl. And Nick Sirianni said the exact same thing. You said it shouldn't come down to one call. Nick Sirianni owned owned up to it, and so did James Bradbury. Yeah, James Bradbury said it. Yeah. Of course, you were probably reading LeBron's tweet where he was upset about it being called. You know, LeBron was at the game. I know, because he hadn't played basketball in a month. He breaks the scoring title, and he scored two points since. Dude, I love getting this guy going. It's so funny. He literally hasn't played since. You get back I to, called you that. You want to get back to talking about the Lakers? Yeah. They, I'm, can, we, all right, can we also say this? Are you as shocked that they got as much in return for what they gave up? Yes, I'm bro. baffled. I, I am telling you, Rob Palenka finessed the system. You got Mo Bamba. Say what you will about Mo Bamba. You got a decent in an NBA center a for backup, Patrick Beverly. Yeah, a backup center who Thomas Bryant, for whatever reason, got upset. Now he's getting shipped away to witness protection behind Nikola Jokic. <laughs> yeah. But now you have Mo Bamba, a replacement backup big. I think it's perfect. Yeah, and – 
What's the difference between Mo Bamba and Thomas Bryant? One's a traffic cone on defense and the other one's not. Yeah, Thomas Bryant, people were shooting 70% at the rim with Thomas Bryant. That's bad. Yeah, that's horrible. That's bad. Mo Bamba can at least provide you some type of some rim protection. Rim protection. And like like you and I have talked about, man, Malik Beasley is a sniper, and I can't – I love Jared Vanderbilt. I do. Jared Vanderbilt is a winning basketball player. He's like, switchable one through five. Yes, he can defend one through five. He is a hustler, and my, Malik Beasley might be – the biggest microwave I've ever seen in my life. If he hits one, he's hitting a hundred. Yeah, like that's he is. literally how he, he obviously was two for nine in this game, zero for six. But like, if he hit that first one, he's it's bad. Like you basically have to find a way to get that man double team because he will go off for thirty. That's what he does against the Grizzlies nine times out of ten until Job ja baptized him. Yeah, it is. Shout out Job ja for baptizing him. Shout out Job, ja, man. Let's get into Kyrie and Luca's first game. Why don't we? Yep. The Mavs. It was against the Sacramento Kings. This one went to overtime, I believe. Luca and Kyrie looked good, man. They had. I actually did because you and I like our problem. We had to see this on the court. My problem was I kept naming Luca's usage rate, man. I yeah. he's gonna pound the ball and have it in his hands a ton. But with Jason Kidd and Luca have drawn up to get Kyrie looks, it's putting Luca in that mid post using his six eight frame to have his back to the back basket and kind of pass out like Nikola Jokic does because Luca is just as skilled as Nikola Jokic passing yeah. the ball. Kyrie had some wide open threes. They didn't fall late down the stretch, but I liked it more than I thought I would. Look, I'm gonna I'm gonna name you two stats. One of your players is 11 for 21. The other one's 11 for 20. The closest person to that shot 12 shots. That's what you want. That's a two problem. Two superstars. I would rather my two superstars be shooting. They're 11 for 21 and 11 for 20, so 22 for 41. And That's the fact incredible. that it was that even yeah. in the first matchup, that, it's good. That bodes well. Um, obviously, they lost, but I think this was one of those back-to-backs on the schedule where they like do it yeah. to where it's you're similar to a exactly. playoff atmosphere or whatever, and I think that had something to do with it. But – Luka and Kyrie didn't lose this game. They didn't. I think they're going to be a buyout market team. Dallas is a guy like Terrence Ross, maybe. They got a Justin Holiday already. Okay, well. That's not that much. I mean, at the end of the day, they start start, – Oh, they don't start him anymore. Reggie Bullock comes off the bench, played 40 minutes off the bench. My word. Shout out Asher Williams in chat. He said Fox went insane in overtime. Give me the Aaron Fox style. Uh, I wish I could find just the fourth quarter in overtime, dude. Because I saw it, I think he scored like 22 points in fourth quarter Jesus. in overtime. Yeah. Uh, his stat, final stat line was 12 for 23, 12 for 14 from free throw line, 36 points, uh, five assists, four rebounds, two steals. But I'm going to try and find his uh, – I don't know if it will let me do Shout that, out but. Uh, like all-star De'Aaron Fox, too. He yes. did get the nod. I am trying to look up um, uh, all-star replacements now because they were named. Hey, Go ahead. Let's give one more shout out. How about my boy Terrence Davis coming off the bench, 32 nobody, minutes, 10 of 17, 22.6 rebounds. Ain't nobody give a shit about no Terrence 22.6 rebounds, three assists, two steals off the bench, plus 12. Let's go back to all Give my boy some credit. All right, shout out TD, man. Shout, shout out. out TD, best Ole Miss Rebel in the league because he's the only Ole Miss Rebel in the league. Shout <laughs> out to TD, man. De'Aaron Fox, he did get named with the All-Star team. He played like it uh, in that game against the Mavs. Anthony Edwards was another guy that got a replacement nod. He was a guy that's been hot as of late. He yep. deserved it for sure. Pascal Siakam was one that just perplexed you and I. He finally got he that got nod. He got in. Thank you. Career numbers for Pascal. Yeah. As far as starters, because I believe it's um, Zion Williamson will yep, not be and starting. Steph Curry. Zion, Steph, and then – It's KD. Yeah. Zion, Steph, and KD will not be starting. They're going to miss the All-Star game. That's why there are replacements. As far as replacements in the starting lineup, it's going to be Joel Embiid, obviously, in place of Kevin Durant, Lowry Marketing in place of Zion Williamson, and Ja Morant. Shout out 12. Two-time All-Star starter. Put some respect. Back-to-back All-Star Put starter, some respect Ja on his Morant. Name. I love it. I think they, they got it right with the replacements this year. 1,000%. I mean – the fact that they didn't put Anthony Davis in is just beautiful. I mean, it's just poetic. Don't give the 13th seed props they don't deserve. Dude, this Lakers conversation's over. Stop it. Look at him. He's so upset when I get mad. When I this Lakers conversation's over, good. bro. I don't, I don't understand. No, they did a great job picking replacements. Because I, I think we named all of those guys and said, how are you not going to put these guys in there? And Laurie Markkinen, shout out to the best offseason in basketball. Mm-hmm. Shout out to him. Shout out to the Utah Jazz, man. Yeah, shout out Killed to him. Killed it. <laughs> Killed it. I'm I'm not gonna argue with you, bro. I'm, I'm, Fifteen I'm, first round picks. I'm not gonna argue through with you. 2027. It's ridiculous. Lori Marketing's an all star. Okay. 
You gotta give them credit for that. To trade Laurie Market and turn into an all star. Yeah, and Donovan Mitchell. Bulls fans are so upset se- right 71 now. Seventy one points and the East is wide open. No, it's not. It's not <laughs> no, it's wide not. Open. Milwaukee, There's four teams Milwaukee above them. I'd put four teams above, or no, three. My bad. Yeah, because uh, I say Brooklyn. Ain't no, I'd put Philly above them too. I would too. Fourth in the East. I mean, they are probably fourth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I said it wrong. I agree. But Laurie Market has looked awesome. I will. You want to, you want to talk about our Grizzlies and the Boston Celtics on Sunday? I will address this because I saw there's a Celtics fan in chat and like I wasn't even mad, bro, because how bad Memphis has been playing lately. Yeah. I wanted to see effort in a competitive game against the best team in the league, and I saw just that. Uh, Jaron Jackson, as broadcasted, cannot stay out of foul trouble on national TV in big games. I think that ended up losing the Grizzlies a game in this one. And when you look across the way and Al Horford's going to hit five to six threes, and as a team, the Celtics are going to hit 21 three-point yeah, shots. There's nothing else you can do about that. You just shake your hand. It's one out of 82, and you're not going to get shots like that every single night. Yeah, and you're not winning games if they're 21 for 51 from three. Like, it's not I hate happening. to break it to you. You would have to have just a miraculous day. And yeah. obviously, we shot better from the floor, but from three, we're 35%. Exactly. They're 41. Like. Mm-hmm. That's where, in my opinion, the game's won and lost. And to Jaron Jackson, I'm watching the game, and the I think they the third foul, when he got his third foul and had to go sit, Xavier Tillman literally is the one that hit him, and Xavier raises his hand, and they still gave it to Jaron. Mm. And I'm sitting there, I'm like... Yeah, but it was he had a reach in at like the top of the key. It's still dumbass. No, and, and that's my issue. My biggest issue is not the ones going for a box or playing defense. My biggest issue is the one on the offensive side. Right. Those are stupid. Mm-hmm. The... Illegal screens, the charges because you're putting your elbow in somebody or you're the one where he's double teamed and he wrapped around Peyton Pritchard. If you just sit there, Peyton Pritchard is reaching in and he will get a foul, a, a foul called on him, but you decide to do this and swim around him and you get a foul call. I, I'm going to go back to saying this. Xavier Tillman's a cone on defense and rebounding the basketball. Only Memphis said he only had two rebounds too. That's that's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, Jaron actually had seven, which is wild. Yeah, because Jaron is missing Steven Adams badly. But listen, Boston was missing Jalen Brown with that facial fracture in that game. That's a game um, that down the stretch, great teams aren't going to give Ja Morant a chance to win it, and they no. didn't do that. I think the Celtics – no doubt the best team in the league. They should be the finals favorite still, even with Phoenix and the newfound Kevin Durant. I know it's not Grizz talk, but I'm going to ask you a question. Shout out Mo Hoops, by the way. He's watching the Pacers game. Shout out Mo Hoops. Um, is it time to start Brandon Clark and just mess up that second unit? Is it time? Because I think Brandon Clark and that starting lineup, Brandon Clark's coming off the bench playing 23 minutes, 7 of 8 from the field. Yes, he only had yeah, two rebounds. But, but you're scratching Xavier Tillman, and then he has to go, ah, I don't know, bro, because then you have nothing on We're the struggling. I, and, and it's one of those things that Santi Aldama has I, seven rebounds. So like, I just wanted to – at midpoint last week, I just wanted to be 500 going into all-star break. We still have a chance to do that. We're going to get healthy. SA, Steven Adams is going to get back healthy. Um, I, I'm good with now, bro. I still think we can beat the Timberwolves again. Oh, absolutely. I'm not worried. I, I'm not worried about certain things. The only thing that scares me is in a seven-game series, John Morant's going to do John Morant. We, we're never going to have to worry about John Morant. I'm, There's I'm, a lot that scares me about a seven-game series right now with the Memphis Grizzlies. No, no, no. That's what I'm about to get to. I'm not worried about John Morant being John Morant. I'm really not worried about Desmond Bain. Jaron, the foul thing is the only thing that really scares me. Everybody else is what scares me. Yeah. I'm deathly afraid of that because – we're, we have to start making shots. I agree. Have to. I agree. To get Grizzlies fans, we will have Grizz talk at 6.30 this Wednesday. Make sure to tune in. We'll dive more into that game and to the final one before All-Star break. And yeah. we're going to preview John Jaron in the Absolutely. in the game. And also Kenny Lofton as well. Let's On the Celtics side, though, I do want to shout out uh, Sam Hauser. Okay. My word. G League guy. Yeah. You he, came in and stepped in beautifully for Jalen Brown. A bunch of shots. John Morant Six was guarding threes. him and just giving up three after three. It Six was. threes. Derek White gave us everything he wanted and more. Peyton Pritchard and Mike Muscala off the bench killed us. Yeah. I mean, it's just that was the thing. It felt like our defense kept slipping on a three point guy, and that's you can't let that happen no, to a can't. team that's going to shoot them. Exactly. And especially when they're going to shoot 50 of them. And of course, when they're. All those guys I just named are white dudes, so shout out for the culture. Cause, yeah. uh, they're there to shoot a three, and they shot them on you. <laughs> they did. Shout out Philly W. He says, what are your thoughts on the Sixers and the playoffs? Y'all make sure to drop topics in the chat. This is a part of the podcast. It's going to be fully rammed by the chat. Y'all make sure to drop your favorite team or question. Um, but as far as the Sixers and the playoffs, I think, uh, as we just said, man, it's my third team in the East. They can beat anybody, though. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if they took Boston to seven games. And when you get to game seven – it's who shows up that night, and James Harden and Joel Embiid, they can be the best players on the floor any night. I think the Sixers, 
if this is their best chance they have at the finals, do you feel the same way? I would. I was just about to say. I think their roster layout this year bodes best. Exactly. As it has for recent years. I think a full year. We were questioning James Harden and Joel. And I think them getting a full year has looked really nice. They've done everything right the past two years. Yes. That DeAnthony Melton pickup, the PJ Tucker pickup, moving off Matisse Thybul was yeah. a great move as well, and. Corkmaz, what benching him, whatever the hell they ended up doing with him. I think the edges they really cleaned up. And when Joe Embiid and James Harden, if they can stay healthy, which they haven't been able to in the playoffs, if they can, they can be named. Yeah, and it's a also I know you you'll say it as soon as we get to playoff time, but James Harden has not always been incredible in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And let's not forget, neither is Doc Rivers. Yeah, I love Doc it's Rivers. Very but true. Doc Rivers is. Similar to what Andy Reid's uh, storyline has been. Hey, this guy's incredible in the regular season, but where's the playoff success? Exactly. So, a lot around them, but I do – if right if the playoffs started right now, they're playing a heat, and as much as I love Jimmy Butler, I think the firepower's on the I'd Philadelphia take, I would take Philly in five games. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, I, yes, we know Doc Rivers has won a championship, but it's in 08. He's blown more 3-1 leads than anybody yeah. in the history of That's basketball. what I was referring exactly. to. I knew, you, I knew you'd catch on to what oh, I was trying sure. to say. For sure. <laughs> Is that Blake's fault? That we're, feeling Blake's good. Fault? we're feeling good about the Sixers, though. Um, I like the Sixers. They got my boy Demo. Absolutely. Asher was asking, what's your finals uh, prediction? I heard a lot on the Celtics-Grizzlies broadcast. You know, it made me feel good. They say that shit because of the fans. Potential finals matchup. Yeah. But I don't feel that way right now. Oh, yeah. I will take the Celtics. But out of the West... I don't know if I'm ready to take Phoenix yet. Are you ready Dude, to do Phoenix so? is already a five seed. Oh, no, they they were literally did. in the plan just a few days ago, and they're already a five seed. I know, seed. but before they traded for KD, bro, they were already. They were already starting they to win. They're look, seven look and at, three in their last yeah, I was ten. Yeah, say their last ten was good, it's and wild. they just got Devin Booker back a week ago. The timing oh, okay. could not be more perfect. Yeah. KD, by the way, had his first practice today. Yeah, he's not playing until after the All-Star break, right? No, he's not playing until after the All-Star break. I am <laughs> – I am going to take Phoenix. I think Celtics and Phoenix right now. I want to say the Nuggets are the best team in the regular season, but at the end of the day, Kevin Durant and Devin Booker in a pick and roll with Nikola Jokic playing drop coverage, I'm going to take Kevin Durant and Devin Booker. You want to be completely different from you? Go ahead. I got the Nuggets Bucks. I just don't. Milwaukee, I could see. like I can no doubt see Milwaukee, in the, but – just the Nuggets, man. I, I think, don't know. MPJ's staying healthy, and then Jokic is incredible. But I just think defensively, he's not good enough. Defensively, yes, I hear what you're saying. But you have got. I think you have other guys that can help out in that situation. But it's one of those things that right now they're playing. They're the. I've said the one thing. They're running away right. with the West right now. Mm-hmm. You're playing either the Pelicans out of the plan. I think they sweep them. Maybe, maybe it'd be five. Right. Timberwolves. I think they'd beat them. Mm-hmm. Golden State Warriors. Say what you will, but I. Actually, Golden State couldn't even compete for the one seed because it's seven or eight. So, at the end of the day, it's Pelicans or Timberwolves right now. Right. I think they beat both of those teams. And as far as Phoenix has to go, they have to run through Dallas first, which I think that matchup's going to be incredible. Um, and then the next thing, they would have to play the Nuggets. I think that's your series. I just think the standings are going to change. No, so they're 1,000% right going to yeah. change. I'm just doing this to yeah, yeah. for the sake of saying something. Because at the end of the day, I think whoever wins that second round matchup of one – Versus the or one eight versus the four versus five. That second round is going to be pivotal. If I, the I could Suns see, say there, to be honest, I think Denver Dallas is a toss up of a series right now. Oh, I it really probably do. would be. I think, and I think Memphis Denver is a toss up of a series. I just don't think I'd be shocked. Now, come back to this video. I've always been one to admit my wrongs. Yeah. I'd be shocked if Denver was in the finals. That's fair. In this Western Conference. And I mean, and let's also look at the recent At Golden State, yeah. too. They're going to have something to say about all oh, my bad. No, you're good. They're going to have something to say about all this. Oh, no, 1,000%. Because at the end of the day, Denver still hasn't had that playoff success, really. Uh, but I do believe this team has the players to have playoff success. It's exactly. just a matter of health and mm-hmm. matchup. I think they're one of the teams that they need the best matchup for them. Yes. Similar to like last year when the Grizzlies were playing the Timberwolves, we were like, we couldn't have gotten a worse matchup no. for a team that just matches up horribly with us. Mm-hmm. And it showed. Mm-hmm. I think Denver's the same way. They have to have a they have to have a matchup that they can exploit. Absolutely. Uh, only Memphis said, speaking of the Pels, man, feel bad for Zion. Yeah, Zion Williamson is missing major time right now. The mm-hmm. Pelicans, you have in front of me you their last 10 games. I believe it's been abysmal. I know three and this, seven. Yeah, three and seven are last 10. But before that, they did lose 10 in a row. They snapped yeah. that streak against the Lakers uh, last weekend. But, yeah. yeah, Pelicans have been tough, man. Yeah. Uh, let's go into another chat question. 
Um, Zion's been sitting on my IR in fantasy basketball for like <laughs> a year now. Yeah, yeah, it's been. Uh, Diego Elizabeth says thoughts on the Warriors finish of the season and Curry injury. So Curry, he did. Uh, he still is suffering through that knee injury. Golden State's still in that mode of win one, lose one. I looked at their 10 games as soon as Steph went out, and their 10 games was incredibly soft. They're going 500. They're keeping it afloat. I just think that if they got OG and Anobi, I'd feel a lot different about Golden State right now. Now it really hasn't changed. We keep waiting for this team to turn it on, and I don't know if they can with the the moves that have been made in the West, bro. At the end of the day, I understand, like, yes, they're a dynasty. I understand all this stuff, but – being mediocre in the regular season then having to fight and claw your way through the play and having to fight and claw your way from a 1-8 or 2-7 matchup just to get to, like, you're putting so much more added pressure and added stress on your on your team. And at the end of the day, this team's an older team. Like, Steph Curry's older. Klay Thompson's older. After Achilles and an ACL injury. Right. Draymond Green's older. Like, you're putting way too much added pressure on yourself. And they're capable. Yes. They're capable of winning. They are. I don't know what they're At doing. At the highest level, you go back to that game in Boston about a month ago. They competed with Boston down to the wire. At their yep. highest peak level, they're beating they're almost beating the best team in the league. They can. I can this team do it down the stretch? I'm not ready to count them out yet. I'm not going to say that. <laughs> I'm no, not making that mistake. They're going to be somewhere in there come playoff yeah. play in time. I just don't understand why they're putting more pressure on their players. Exactly. Plate. I would like to, if they finish in the top six, they can beat anybody. I don't know how I feel about them going through the play. And people forget beginning of the last playoffs where Steph was coming off an injury and they had not played well up to that point. So yeah, no, and that's they can still get hot. That's a great point. And also, uh, I guess we should mention the Gary Payton nonsense. Yes, did you see all this? We should. Yeah. Did Did you watch like? Because I don't know the details. I just saw the noties coming across my phone. I saw the notice coming across my phone too, so I don't. I, and I like looked on Instagram. I just saw something with Gary Payton's physical. So he failed his physical, and then it came out from Portland's side that uh, they would have never forced a player to play. And then it came out from this side that uh, they were putting, they were giving Gary Payton medications to make him play. And the man has a core injury; he's going to mm-hmm. be out for like a month and a half, two months. Right. And they didn't tell the Warriors in trade talks, and so they sent him over there. And then when he failed his physical, they're like, "What would happen?" Mm-hmm. And of course. Gary Payton's side saying they I played through it, mm-hmm. um, got all this medication to play through it, and then they're like, we would never force a guy to do it. So it's just been that back and forth yeah. battle right now. The NBA did let this trade go through because the Warriors wanted to make this trade happen. Exactly. More or less because I think Gary Payton's personality fits this team, and they just want someone like that. And mm-hmm. also I think they wanted to get rid of James Wiseman so they didn't have to pay that $100 million in the luxury. Exactly. Um, but it's kind of schemey on the Portland Trailblazers part. Yeah, I think it is. It is kind of shicey by them, but the Warriors wanted to go through. Uh, as you and I said in that recorded TikTok that just dropped, by the way, YouTube short, however you uh, consume it, we had said that uh, Gary Payton does add depth, but why not pay him in the offseason? Yeah. You end up giving up a, a ton of picks for him. It is what it is. It goes out to players. Don't take less to stay with the same team. Go get your bag, and no. they may trade for you if they're hating bad enough. Yeah, and it's one of those things that I think, the reason they didn't sign him was because they were like, we're going to have to pay so much in the luxury tax already if we go and get exactly, more. I think, yeah. that, I think that had more to do with it than they didn't want him, if yeah. I'm being completely honest. But getting rid of James Wiseman, I just find that so amusing. Yeah, it is. So amusing. And if you're from Memphis, you know why I find that amusing. The man's played a total of 10 whole games in his career since he was 16 years yeah, old. He's <laughs> he's definitely been a disappointment for sure. Uh Spe- is it sp- yeah? Splatty asked thoughts on the deload, deload trade to the Lakers, and Asher said, "Do you give them an A plus at the deadline?" You and I recorded oh, we did. it. Yeah, we both give an A plus. I th- thought the Lakers won the day outside of Phoenix. What they did with what they had—that's just mm-hmm. blows my mind. You got three quality NBA basketball players for like Russell on Westbrook. a winning basketball team. Three winning top eight rotation players. Yes, and you only had to give up one yes. of your picks. Yes. And you got D'Angelo Russell, a guy you desperately needed to be able to shoot threes and facilitate when LeBron's not on the court. Mm-hmm. Malik Beasley to come off your bench and be able to shoot threes. Obviously, the first game was bad, but we know what he's capable of. Jared Vanderbilt to be a defender and a rebounder and just a playmate, like a role guy. And then you also trade Pat Bev for mobile. I'm sitting there, I'm like, how? Yeah. How is this happening? Rui Hachimura for Kendrick Nunn and picks. I'm like, how? To be fair, Rob Polinka needed this luck after that. Oh, West no, yeah. Hey. He had to write the ship somehow because <laughs> mm-hmm. there was no way to go but up, I guess. But at the end of the day, 
with what they got for what they gave is still just baffling to me. Exactly. Exactly. We did get to see Mike Conley's debut over the yeah. weekend. I love Mike Conley. He I didn't look great, but he didn't look great as his first game. I think that was more of his pyramid with Rudy Gobert. He knows how to play. He's they're trying to pull up more on the Gobert thing. Is what it is. Yeah, they're trying to right the wrong that they already did. Yeah. Which who was the one that said, "Hey, you you made a bad mistake. Don't keep compounding the bad mistake by exactly. just trying to right it." They're like, at the end of the day, you you made it. Yeah. Move on. I had saw a stat the other day. Um, John Krasinski of The Athletic, he covers the Timberwolves. He said that in their time together, D'Angelo Russell all season threw 13 lobs to Rudy Gobert. 13. <laughs> That's not completed. 13 lobs is all he threw the entire season I mean, to Rudy Gobert. You remember at the beginning of the year, or was it Anthony Anthony Edwards or Rudy Gobert that they were like, hasn't made a dunk yet? Uh, I think it was Rudy. I don't remember who it was, but I just remember me and me sitting here being like, Bro, we're 15 games in the year, and you yeah. haven't made one. Yeah, I think it may have been. It may have been. It may an yeah, yeah, because the, been we were saying how the paint's clogged because yeah. you have two dudes sitting down there now, and he can't even do anything. He's sitting in the corner waiting for the ball. And Cat's been out two months. The The T-Wolves have a lot to figure out right now, but the Lakers did win the day. Yeah, uh, they have an uphill sure. climb. I think the two spots, if I'm looking at it right now, actually, I'll go ahead and say three. I think the three spots that are kind of up for grabs are the Pelicans, the Timberwolves, and maybe that Thunder team. And I think teams that are going to be competing for that are obviously those three that I mentioned, Utah, Portland, and L.A. And I'm going to be honest with you, L.A., I could see maybe three weeks from now, they're already in that plan. Mm-hmm. I could see it. Yeah. If LeBron ever decides he wants to play again. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, and those, by the way, uh, those of you who listen to the podcast know the the title is saying the Eagles got robbed. You and I don't believe that. No, we're just responding to the Eagles that quote. Get robbed. We're, we're responding to the Eagles quote. played a great game. They, they, they need to hold their heads game. high. Yeah. They played incredible. It was a holding call. James Bradbury says so, and that was it. I mean, at the end of the day, say what you will about Juju Smith-Schuster's acting career. I mean, the man's made TikToks and oh, lines and all that stuff for a while. Juju I mean, he knows what up. he did. he was ready for. It. He said he felt that little air coming he was like oh. yeah that's a little story i didn't get covered in the super bowl man shout out juju coming from juju. the steelers he yeah. had to play with you know 80 year old ben rottlesberger and now he gets to play with patrick Mahomes. yeah shout out juju dog. shout out the steelers too just i always want to make sure i shout out them out because mike tomlin's never had a year under 500 <laughs> that's wild to me though insanity bro it's wild insanity to be fair you had ben rottlesberger for 20 of those years so yeah you did <laughs> you you got lucky with a quarterback that was stable you did for sure uh we got we got four minutes uh to get it to an hour so chat make sure to drop what you want to talk about because we want to talk about what you want to talk about anything else that you can uh, think of right now I'm trying to think who we got tonight there's some there's a full slate of nba there's tonight so y'all NBA definitely make sure y'all are out there for sure. uh jack made sure to tell me that uh I, the i know mo hoops is happy that he's, crunch time uh, yeah, Crunch Time will be on the NBA app. On the NBA on app, you can watch whatever you want, really. Yeah, so. for sure. Um, oh, it's Indiana there. versus Utah. I know. That's, that's your favorite game. I'm sure you'll be tuning into that. Oh, I'll be asleep. To. I'd rather watch golf than watch the Pacers. Stop it. Hey, some, some golf's actually pretty fun. Uh, okay, whatever. Hey, the Masters is dope. Where do you think the LA Clippers finish, man? Where are they at right 31 now? 31 and 28, 6 in the West. Chat, let me know where you think the Clippers finish. I can see them holding down that fort, but I can also see them coming through the play-in. think so? Yeah. I can see them holding down the fort. So, I'll, I'll say six seed. I think they can hold it down. Mm. I think they made they, they also made a lot of trades that I thought helped their team um, by getting rid of the amount of wings that they had just to get some depth <laughs> yeah. in other places. So, I think they did, they did fine at the trade deadline as well. So, I'll say six. They just have so much... I don't know. They have so much up in the air still. They're confusing. Yeah, they, they have. Asher Williams, Celtics and Bucks. They play on TNT Tuesday night tomorrow. It's uh, be a two, good one. two of the best teams in the East. It's one and two in the East. There's so much to break down here because the Celtics are 41 and 16. Bucks 39 and 17. How you see this one shaking out? It's in Milwaukee. Give me the Bucks. I just picked. I them agree. To, I just That's, picked them to be my finals team, so I might as well. I'm going to take the Bucks too, just because it's in Milwaukee. I don't know if Jalen Brown's coming back. Chat, you'd have to let me know. Jalen Brown, yeah. he's still dealing with a face fracture. Even if it is his first game back, I'm taking the Bucks right now. I'm probably with you. I still don't think Drew Holiday should be an All Star though. No, he shouldn't be. Should uh, not be. What else? We James have? Harden should have been over. Here. Asher said Clippers finish five. Um, who do you think is going to win the MVP? This one's interesting right now, man. Luca or uh, Jokic? If Luca hadn't gotten hurt, I'd be sticking with Luca. But I, I do, Jokic. I do fear Jokic is going to win his. Giving Jokic the three peat, man. It, I think the top three in vote getters. I'll do this just to 
have different names mentioned. I do think Luka's going to be in the top three. Yeah. The next one's going to be Giannis. Yeah. I know – or Giannis or Tatum. It's going to be one of those two. But I do think Jokic might get his third because, whoa, that man is built – Different three P. I mean, and he's not even in the same sentences as, as other people right now. He doesn't. No. Get, he still doesn't get the respect he deserves. And after this year, if he wins his third in a row, I don't think he will get it. No, he won't get it. Yeah. He won't get it until he wins a ring. Yeah, I'm gonna be honest with you. So. That's what it's gonna take. Yeah, and it's kind of like Giannis. He won back to back. No, he may have. He won back to back. He won back to back MVPs, but he didn't get that respect until he got that he got ring. That ring. Yeah, I'm telling you, that sure. ring is the ring is different than some of the other stuff. Like it's. Individual stats are incredible, but at the end of the day, everybody wants to see that win-loss column. For and if, sure. And if you're winning and you're the last team standing, that's what people care about more than, I think, MVPs, in my opinion. Absolutely. Supa, he asked in the chat, where do you think the Warriors will finish? A team you and I were just talking about. 28-28, and 28, smack dab in the middle of the play-in at the 9 seed. However, they are just two games away from the 5 seed, but I don't see them catching Phoenix or Dallas at that 4-5 and five range. I could see... Steph comes back. I can see them finishing above Minnesota at eight, above the Pelicans at seven. I'd even think it'd be a toss-up between them and the Clippers. I'm going to give the Warriors a nod. I think they finish as a six seed. I was just about – I set Clippers at six, so I'm going to go Warriors at seven. I do believe the Warriors are going to have to make it through the play I've just seen them at their best this year. I no, have. I have too. My my issue is your record is – 21 and 7 on home, 7 and 21 on the road. You still got to play games on the road. Absolutely. So at the end of the day, if we're going off of numbers, right. your record's going to say the same. Mm-hmm. So cool. I'm just, even with Steph coming back, which we, and when is that? Uh, I don't know. It's I think still it's indifferent. While. I think yeah. it's going to be at least two to three more weeks. After the de- or after the All Star break, yes, yeah, I, that's just what scares me. I don't know if this team can stay afloat for him to get mm. back and then be able to make a six seed. Yeah, just because there is so much clutter right now. It, all it takes is Phoenix getting hot, Dallas getting hot, Lakers getting hot. I mean, all it takes is a few teams getting hot, and then that gap gets a little bit bigger, and it's the only chance you get to play in. That's all it takes. That's definitely all it takes. Let's wrap this one up. Next Grizz Talk is going to be 5.30 on Wednesday. Uh, also, next Hampton Sports – or excuse me, 6.30 on Wednesday. Grizz Talk will be 6.30 on Wednesday. Hampton Sports Podcast, 6.30 Central Time on Thursday to preview All-Star Weekend. I'm excited about that. Oh, no, we're super excited. Coop and Chat, hope you guys have a great, great night, my friend. Yes, sir, you too.